What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to All Things Boston. It is Thursday, April 29th. We are on a rainy-ass day into the city. Um, just feeding off the Red Sox, another W last night, another pitching gem by the Red Sox, which is just shocking for me. I would not have penned the Red Sox to actually have pitching, um, like starting and relief. I mean, their relief is literally carrying them to these wins, so... Kudos to the Red Sox. They're definitely the hottest team in baseball. It's an unpredictable start. And, you know, I said this on the opening day pod. You never know how a season goes. You got to wait wait it out. And then we can kind of go and start to kind of like an all-star break. Know who the hell we are. And obviously going 0-3, the sky was falling. But then they roared back and they haven't really had an issue with their record since then. So... There's a lot of pluses right now. Bobby Dahlback, plus. He got his first home run the other night. Hopefully more to come. You got Christian Vasquez, who hit a fucking high fastball for a double, which is just... I've never seen him hit balls like that before. He is obviously playing a lot better than any year he's been here. He's lean. That's the secret. For all you guys that are frumpy, if you want to have the best career of your life, lose that fucking tire around your belly, and you'll end up doing Christian Vasquez-like work in whatever career you have. All it takes is shredding up. Eat a fucking salad. Work out. Stop fucking stress-eating all your shit, you know, because it, it, it comes and it goes. I understand that, you know. It's, uh, it's an everyday struggle, and I think that uh, Christian Vasquez's uh, physique is a perfect example of that. So, J.D. Martinez, again, another guy like just can't pitch a low fastball to him he's gonna fucking crush it and he's gonna hit it oppo taco to the other side of the field and just get he just churns out doubles and it's just been a great experience for the red Sox to go through all this um i i don't know what to say it's like damn we're, we're pretty good and get all the naysayers aside the yankees again you got judge on the bench you got um you know, the team's just like in shambles. They're bench Sanchez. So while they're in flames, we're still thriving, which is not um, a sensitive subject for all the Yankees fans that I, I'm friends with. So we'll see what they do to get back. I think if they don't get out of this fucking hole this first quarter of the season, I would expect Boone to be sent packing. It's just um, not uh, working out. And you can at least salvage the season by saying, well, we fired our head coach and um, this is a rebuilding year for them. We'll see. Um, they do have Luke Voigt coming back. He's on my fantasy bench right now in the IL. And he looks to return the first week of May, maybe the second week, which is exciting. I need his ass back at first place, cause, uh, first base because my freaking team is just, like, so injured right now. Everyone gets fucking hurt in baseball. It's so annoying. I got uh, COVID shit going on. It's just hard being a fantasy GM right now in any sport with COVID just smoking your starting team um, for a fucking 10 days. Like, you're just screwed. But um, right now, I got just everybody's on the injured list. Sterling Marte. I got um, Luke Boyd. I mean, the list goes on and on. I just can't catch up with this. And that's just kind of like how baseball is. It's just a nightmare. But, um, you know, Molina's hurt. Nimmo's hurt. It's just like the. It's just crazy. I got about five guys on my on my injured list, and I can only put two of them on there. So, whatever. It's the beginning of the season. I'm still in the middle of the pack. I'm not concerned. I'm up by like seven or eight points against my buddy Burns. So we'll see how far that goes. Um, Drac night tonight, which will be exciting. We hope the Pats will make some moves. 
they're you know going Jimmy G crazy, and it'll add a great story to the Patriots. Imagine a Jimmy G Brady fucking Super Bowl. That would be like the craziest thing on earth. And I think the Pats would win. I think the Pats would know how to play Brady because they created him. And I think that once again, I think the coach is more important than the player. It's it, it is the truth. Like Brady does not manage the defense. Done. End of conversation. Belichick manages both. Like, you need a head coach. It doesn't matter who the player is. Yes, will the player offer some bargaining power to get good athletes in? 100%. But there's still someone that's got to write the code together. So, this is an interesting draft. I mean, I'm a little... I I understand that there may be a... I'm hearing from fucking um, Maz that there's a 50% chance that they're going to make some trades to the 49ers, somehow get Garoppolo and a contract deal in New England. That's a very interesting scenario because you just signed Cam. So what do you do with Cam then? Do you keep Cam on third third and shorts? Uh, do you trade Cam to like a team that uh, needs like a, a fill-in quarterback with a rookie they just drafted? It's just a lot of stuff. And I just, I'm not used to the Patriots doing any complicated stuff. They're pretty boring and everything they do, pretty methodical and everything they do. So this would be just kind of like a random um, thing to happen to this team. I've never seen them do some moves like this. It's usually like, yeah, they take a lineman in the first round um, or, or a running back who ends up being kind of a dud, uh, a, a la Sony Michelle. And um, I, we'll see what happens. It's our first year where we didn't even like go far with this team, didn't even make the playoffs. So it's definitely one of those like put up or shut up years for Belichick um, to try to build something with this team. You saw your your quarterback, franchise quarterback, win a Super Bowl with another team. What are you gonna do? I'm sure the the Crafts, the family, they're all like the, the the seat. You know, he's in the hot seat right now, Belichick, and which is shitty because the guy won you five titles, or six title, whatever the hell they won him, and. Uh, Whatever it is, what it is. The, this is the way Boston sports is. It's what have you done for me lately? It's never like thanks for the memories. It's like, all right, let's do it again next year. Let's do it again next year. I got bills to pay. Blah 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 blah. I just built another fucking another section of my Patriots place. You know, dynasty. Let's. I gotta win another Super Bowl title. I gotta put the butts in the seats. It's just the same old shit. And, I mean, I guess that's the market you play in when you take that job. So. That's one thing that I will respect, like, franchises like the the New York Yankees. Like, Derek Jeter should have not been playing those last two years. Like, they could have got someone younger in there to, to help that team out, but they stuck by him. And it's loyalty. And that was something that the Red Sox could never do. They just, you know, what we did to the Clemens and Wade Boggs or, you know, any athlete that, you know, wanted to... You wouldn't give him his. You wouldn't give him an age, a good salary for an aging athlete. That was just kind of like the no-no in, you know, Red Sox organization and kind of like the Pats. So let's hope that uh, they give Belichick the respect these last whatever. Let's say he's got five more years left in the tank. Ten. Let's hope that they still give him the slack that he needs because I don't want Josh McDaniels running that team. He's not capable of doing it. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not. Um, I mean, we saw what he did with the Broncos. So, very interesting night for draft night. I'm seeing what happens with that. And we'll go from there. Uh, you know, other crazy shit in the world is just, like, stress, okay? It comes and it goes. And I've been back into meditating again. Because that is kind of what I've been needing to get that 
crazy anxiety or just like stress out of my fucking brain. And if you are dealing with stress, I would recommend you sit in a chair for 10 minutes and breathe in and out. It's very simple and it sounds very silly, but at that ninth minute of that 10 minute meditation, you, I promise you, if you're doing the right thing and not just thinking the whole time you're meditating and just kind of like moving and breathing and breathing in calm and, and, and breathing out ease, you will feel a benefit of that. And it's, again, trust me, I've been saying I'm gonna do it for the last year and I never have, and I started the last two days and I already feel so much different. And I know you're not supposed to talk about it because that takes it away from your practice, but if you do listen to this podcast, get yourself a medication on YouTube or don't do the Headspace app because that's just a waste of fucking money because I was doing that and that's just a stupid way of just burning your money. You can meditate doing anything, just sitting and breathing. Uh, there's a guy called Jack Cornfield. He uh, will do guided meditations with you via YouTube. And see how, do it for do it for a week and see how much better you feel. Because you'd be surprised on how dangerous your thoughts become based on just your thoughts. It's not even the reality. And you're basically just tripping yourself out. You're fucking with your brain. And it's time to take that back and make it a little more calm. Because there's always just chaos. Your brain is a very powerful thing. You think of 20,000 different things at the same time. You have all these fears. You have all these, you know, say you're drinking coffee too much. That might add a little anxiety. You may be getting anxiety from the withdrawals from not having coffee. All this shit has a fucking interconnectivity to your life. And think about some of the things that you used to do when you were in a better state. And if you aren't doing it, start doing it. And think about the things that you're doing now that might be leading towards you having these sort of stressed out thoughts and anxiety and learn how to eliminate it. You know, that's what I'm doing. And, you know, day two, whoop de fucking do, but it's a start. So that's been the important thing to me because this, you know, post-COVID world we're living in, it's like tough. You know, if you're managing people, if you're managing employees, it is not an easy ride. You, I mean, people are hypersensitive. People also lost the work ethic that they didn't have for a year. You know, there's some people that, you know, are just working just to like get a check. There's some great people out there too. And those are the ones that obviously I get up in the morning for and I rock it out for. But you got to learn how to like block the, the fucking people that are just like, they're just killjoys. And, um, you know, meditating will help you with that because you'll start to realize that their opinion is none of your business anyway. You shouldn't let them bother you or even the way that they behave at work should never bother you. And that's on you to change that. So I don't know. I figured I could drop some knowledge to this uh, podcast because, you know, there's not much else to talk about. It's like besides the Red Sox crushing the Mets and um, the world. I mean, State of the Union with Joe Biden, I thought that was... Uh, it is what it is. Take it for what it was. I mean, there's some pluses, I guess. But if you're a wealthy person living in America, you're probably a little nervous right now. If you make over 400K a year, you're probably a little nervous right now. Because there will be some tax um, taxes to these wealthy individuals that will help pay for some of these programs that uh, Joe Biden wants to do. Um, I firmly believe in trickle-down economics. I've had the experience of trickle-down economics. Like when my boss or company does well, 
you do well, like you can negotiate better contracts, you can get bonuses, you can get all types of shit. And, um, you know, when that company gets hit with all these tax breaks and all these, you know, these, um, you know, wealth taxes and things like that, they're not as open. So I'm on mass app. So these are just the sights and sounds of the, the street. So these are the things that are going to happen. I hope that this in result makes the economy better where there's bonuses will come and those wealthy people will be like, eh, fuck it. I'll just write it off. I'll make some more money on something else because the economy is great. But for me, I'm a little fearful of it, but I mean, God, I got to get rid of the news. I got to get rid of fucking daily mail. I got to get rid of LinkedIn. I got to get rid of everything. I need to just get rid of all this stuff. Um, this person is driving like a moron dickhead. Um, you know, I got to get rid of a lot of distractions because at the end of the day, it's just distractions. It's just cloudiness. It's just stupid shit that I just shouldn't be looking at. It's like important. So that's something I'm going to try to work on in the future. And, uh, that's all I got to say. I am heading in no socks game this week. Um, at home, but they will be back next week and we will talk soon. Have a good one. Peace.